Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James Mots Montemagno. And I am Michael the Fluff Rivet. The Jiggly Fluff? The Jiggly no, Puff? Fluff, which is made from marshmallows, which is a, is a toss to something coming up in our Fortnite supply drop teaser. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> oh my goodness well it's, i'm uh glad you're doing well over in the new york uh we just hit snowpocalypse 2019 it's happening february basically negative 28 degrees and five millimeters of snow on the <laughs> i did i see i saw your photo and uh, that's cute it's really cute the amount of snow you have i think that's exciting though because especially if you haven't seen snow in a in a, in a bit, in a minute, then that's, you know, the cars are covered. That's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm personally sick of seeing snow, but, uh, you know, I still think it's nice when you get to get that first one. That's always exciting. Yeah. It's, it's one that in general we weren't expecting because we don't get snow in Seattle very often. Last time we got it, it was snow apocalypse. It was ridiculous. Slip and slide. I told, H Diggity to bring her laptop home from work because I go, if it's going to snow, it's going to be all bad news bears, all downhill, 120%. So she did. And now we looked outside and it is 40 degrees. So that means that means it's in the uncomfortable state where it is snowing, but then it could freeze, but it's really slushy. And that's, that's the bad news, not necessarily the snow, but that these roads are going to get real slip and slidey real quick. Mm-hmm. But absolutely. Yeah. But yesterday, gotta more be safe. Got to be safe. But yesterday, we're opening a new tunnel too. At the same time, our big tunnel underneath the city finished, and yesterday they opened it up so we could walk through it, which was really fun. And that opens tomorrow. Snowpocalypse, brand new under the city tunnel. It's gonna be a mm. hot mess. Mm, uh, Interest. I feel like that was planned. Somebody wanted to, to force use of the tunnel, the new tunnel. We gotta we gotta force a snowstorm. I think so. I think so. So it's <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. But there's some interesting things happening at the dispatch. Do you want to break down the cool new awesomeness? Yeah. So we've I, I think we've been tweeting about it. And if and if people listen, I we may have mentioned it, but we have started a Twitch uh account, I guess. So we will be streaming video games we thought it makes perfect sense because here we are on this on our podcast talking about video games all the time and why not play them why not you know show us playing these games maybe get listeners jumping in to to play with us and also recording our podcast so what you're going to see when we live stream our podcast is the behind the scenes stuff you're going to see us kind of prepping you're going to see us maybe messing up hopefully not too too much but it happens occasionally and this is going to be all unedited so you're just seeing it happen you're seeing it live i think this is going to be fantastic we've been having a lot of fun already Mm -hmm. just getting some some game time in you know it it it's a way for us to play the games that we've been wanting to play anyway, and now just reaching more people with it. So that's that's fantastic. And in addition to that, we've also created a Discord, uh, I guess, server. I don't know, server or whatever. Yeah, where people can jump in. We're going to have people able to access that. If you subscribe to us on um, on Twitch, maybe you'll get a different access to a, a certain channel, and you could just chat with us, ask us questions. Feel free to just kind of ha- whatever topics, whatever you want, where we really enjoy kind of having discussions with people. So we just wanted to share that. We're looking to do more and be more accessible. And I think it's uh, it's been a lot of fun for us so far. Yeah. And you'll be able to find links in the show notes below. They're already there, but it's twitch.tv slash Nintendo Dispatch. And then to di- get to Discord, if you haven't, you have to accept this invite, but it's open. You go to nintendodispatch.com slash Discord, and that will open up and you automatically join our channel, our server, or whatever we call it. And we'll, we'll be in there hanging out and chatting. That's it. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. We've already started a little bit. Rustica, our number one uh, stream fan, is on there chatting with mm-hmm. us. And it's more of an experiment. It's great because Michael is a graphic designer, so we have 
fancy graphics that I don't have to pay him for. So that's very good uh, compared to my. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait a second. I'm sending that. I'm sending that bill. What, what, I didn't know we, I didn't know we uh, talked about yeah, that. So... But no, I, I mean, that's we you and I have been loving that part of it anyway. Yeah. We're really enjoying like getting things organized, getting like, oh, how does this look? How, and I know that sometimes while we're streaming, it probably is a little bit of a hot mess right now because we are still figuring things out. We're still getting it the way we want. We're still like tweaking things live most of the time. So maybe that's cool. Maybe that's not, I don't, I don't really know if people enjoy seeing that, but it's something that we're really having a lot of fun of. We really want people to kind of like go along with us on this ride and, and, and just help us make it better. You know, tell us what games you want us to stream. We were thinking demos would be kind of fun because then maybe you don't have to waste your time getting a demo um i don't know anything just let us know what you're thinking about it and we'll we'll definitely uh take it to heart and and probably adapt the stream to to what people are telling us yeah totally yeah i'm, I'm really excited for it we'll see where it goes but michael let's get into some news let's get into some nintendo goodness you want to break down our first news story this week Absolutely. We have so much stuff this week. And to kick it off, it's not a lot of information, but Nintendo is apparently about to announce some new games that nobody knows about. They haven't said anything about it yet. They're going to be showing us some new stuff that's coming out. Wall Street Journal's uh, Takashi Machizuki. Uh, who is based in Tokyo, tweeted that Nintendo said it is preparing at least one unannounced title for Switch in the fiscal year 2019, so April onward. Um, And then that quote, fans would be delighted to know what is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't you don't know. have any idea. That's all they he was able to share. That's all Nintendo had said was that fans will be delighted to know this new title. He did go on to say that there's going to be another game that hasn't been announced, which will be quote unquote, a nice fit for the online service. So I don't know. What do you think? What what would be, what would fans be delighted to know? It's animal crossing probably. Yeah. You think it's just animal crossing? I mean, delighted would, what seems like an under understatement. I'm sure fans would, would be super happy about that. I, I have no clue what they could be ready to show i'm assuming e3 or a direct before e3 it'll happen you know that is april but you know june will be e3 so it aligns with that i think king may be animal crossing and then star fox online boom that's my predictions star fox online would be fun that'd be fun yeah that'd be fun i'm not a huge animal crossing so it wouldn't affect me but i I would a star fox online would be that would be fun yeah do a barrel roll uh all day just everyone's doing barrel rolls yeah so so in 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 correlation to that financial briefing where this was sort of delivered, a lot of things came out of that. So every quarter, obviously companies that you know, are public or even sometimes not public, they do these financial briefings of seeing how they're doing. And as expected, Nintendo happens to be crushing it for the latest quarter. So this is October through the end of the year. So October through December, they came in with nearly $1 billion, $958 million net profit on revenue, so that's the profit they made, almost a billion dollars in profit uh, out of revenue of $5.59 billion, which was up 26% year over year. Now, this is for that quarter, not for the year. $1 billion in a quarter. They just made a billion dollars. That's pretty good. That's good. That's amazing. It is the biggest operating profit in a Q3 quarter for eight years, which is very good. Eight years ago, those we time frames. They have sold a record of 9.41 million consoles during the three-month period, which is fantastic, up 30% annually. Um, What else? You know, even though they're trying to get to this 20 million number, uh, that makes it nearly 15 million this financial year, which begins in April. The the fiscal years are very strange. They actually start in April, not into January when you would think they're all fiscal years. Games are selling great. Let's go. Sold $10 million combined. Smash Bros, 12 million. Super Mario Party, 5.3 million sold. Um, total games are up 101%, reaching nearly uh, 100 million copies sold. Retro consoles between the NES and SNES sold 5.83 million. Things are going great uh, just in general. So they're going amazing. We knew this really great numbers, but at the same time, we know that Nintendo is trying to cut and hit that 
20 million switch target. They wanted to sell 20 million in that fiscal year. And they said, hey, we're not going to do it. Uh, and their stock definitely did take a hit. I've been watching it. I have it tracked. And uh, this is a little unfortunate. They, you know, that's ending through March. They don't think that they can hit it. They're, you know, they'd have to sell 2 million switches uh, a month or out of the holiday season. They're still doing really good. They just slash it from 20 million to 17 million. So they have to rack up another 1 million or so per quarter. And this makes sense. Smash Brothers is still doing amazing, but there's no real heavy hitters coming out in the next few months, to be honest with you. So that's doing really good. They also are kind of downplaying some of the other consoles. So 3DS, you know, they were like, oh, you know, we're, you know, going to sell maybe only 2.6 million of those instead of 4 million you know, uh, in general. So I think in overall, it's doing really well, uh, during the quarter. Like I said, they were doing really, really good. The switch is just dominating everything overall. 90% of Nintendo's revenue is coming from the switch now. And that you and I have talked about switch V 3ds seems like now is the time. If they're going to cut it now is the time to go forward. And let's, let's, let's get it done. We see the games slowly trickling out this week. Yokai watch is coming out. That maybe the last one, or one of the last ones we see from them, because why even bother at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think this is now where we're going to see the nail in the coffin. The numbers are are drastically declining. You know, where they may have not hit their number for the Switch, they cut the number in half for the 3DS. So they're 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 really starting to see like, wow, the the brakes are coming on this thing, and and people are not they're just not buying it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I kind of would get that right if if you're going to put the money into something, why not save a little bit more? And get the new system. Yeah. I mean, the, the games aren't coming out for that system quite anymore, I mean, occasionally, but it's just not as supported. People just don't, you know, you already have it. If you wanted it, it's time to move on to the, the next system. Now, one thing that did come out of this report that I, I personally think is kind of interesting, and I'm hoping it's because of the version that came out recently, but Pokemon sales are slumping to an all-time low in Japan, which is is kind of amazing it's kind of shocking it says that let's go only sold 1.85 million copies now i know that sounds like a lot but in comparison pokemon diamond and pearl is leading the way with 5.82 million and it did 17.67 million worldwide pokemon let's go is the worst performer out of all of them you know Pikachu and Eevee combined. Now, part of that could be because Switch just doesn't have the market share yet. So there's not enough people with a Switch to, you know, you'd have to have everybody buying into it. I think it's a combination of things. I think one, people are ready for something new, like new. They want Pokemon, but they want it to be evolved a little bit. People have been asking for more of a free roam version of Pokemon for a long time, more of like a Breath of the Wild sort of version of Pokemon. And I don't think people wanted the Pokemon Go experience. Clearly, the people that they were targeting that play Pokemon Go are not buying into this version of it. They've already got Pokemon Go, and that's probably enough for them. So they probably didn't feel the need to get into the new system and get another Pokemon game. I think the core people just are not as excited for it. I will say that I have been playing more of uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. I am enjoying it to an extent. It is not a core game, and I, I do miss that part of it, but I love that they I love the updated graphics. I love the look and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I just it makes me very, very excited for the core game. And I think we are going to see the core game not only sell switches, but be somewhere up in the top three of the all time sales. For me here, I really think it's multiple because multiple different aspects to this. You have one that the switch is selling really, really great, but in nowhere is that the number of the 3ds or 2ds mm-hmm. or you know ds in general when these numbers are comparing and i this may also mean that maybe pokemon with pokemon go is more of a global presence so the games themselves are being distributed what i would really like to see is what is the percentage between copy sold and consoles owned in the countries because 
is 2 million a larger percentage than the other percentages at that time. So this is just the overall correlation of it. And who knows later on if you know you get a big spike and, and, and it sells another million. Well, now you're at 30%, you know, and that becomes you know one of the top you know portions out there. Mm-hmm. So numbers are tricky. And this article is cool to look at numbers, but I, I don't think you need to look too much into it in general. That's just sort of my 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 case in point here. I, I don't think it's worth looking into too far just yet because Pokemon's not going anywhere, as we'll see later when we look at some new accessories. It's not like the Pokemon's going to die. And, and I don't think any article would ever say like, oh, well, an article would say that because it would get clicks. But <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think Pokemon is going to die as a um, uh, as a brand. I just think that they should look at this and say, OK, we tried something to appeal to that larger market. That's not who our that's not who our players are. They I think people love the RPG and more complexity of the other Pokemon game. I don't think people want motion. I just don't think they wanted this version of the game. And I think core, we're going to see those numbers go back the other way, but we'll say I'm excited to see what happens. I hope we get more of what we want. And, uh, I, and no Pokemon's not going anywhere. <laughs> so in building off of that, there's been a lot of rumors. Again, we're hearing rumors about a smaller, cheaper switch. So a, a report from Japanese Business Daily, I guess Nikkei, Nikkei, Nikkei claims Nikkei claims Nintendo is developing a smaller, cheaper version of the Switch. It could be released as early as 2019, which we heard this. I think in 2018 that it could be coming out. Mm. We heard this. I think the day the switch came out, they said a new smaller one is coming out in 2017. So we keep hearing this rumor over and over again. Um, And that Nintendo is hinting in addition to that, that they will have a new service aimed at game enthusiasts willing to pay more. That would be sometime in 2019. That's me. That's me. That's me, Michael. I am willing to pay more Nintendo online. Plus I just want them to make the thing they have work. Like, you can charge more and just have the same sit, like have the same online. I don't mind paying for it, but what's the point of what we got now? Like, what are we going to get? Right. Are we going to get all a full library of old games? That could be cool. I would maybe, I I honestly don't even think I would pay for that because I don't care. I don't want to play those games, but I can see where that would make a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah, I that mean, would be amazing for people. I don't know what that means. And maybe it is more subscriptions to different games. You add on. Do you want SNES every month? Do you want N64 every month? Something like that. I don't know. But these are all rumors. I don't like to talk about rumors, Michael. I don't like to talk about rumors because I want to talk about something that is completely gone off a service from Nintendo that's completely no longer with us. RIP Wii Shop channel. That's right. It's gone. Last week on the 31st, the Wii Shop online for the Nintendo Wii went offline. Now, what's pretty incredible about this service is that it it was on and running for over 13 years, kicked off in 2006. At the peak, it offered NES, SNES, N64, Sega Genesis, SNK, Neo Geo, and more different games out there. Uh, And if you had Wii points, you really weren't able to get them for more than a year, so it was just kind of dormant. You hopefully cash them in. I didn't boot on my Wii and try to connect it to the internet, although I should have. I, ha- I still have it, so <laughs> I really want to. But it's gone. Uh, it's really unfortunate. But, you know, maybe they can finally, with this coming offline, maybe offer some of these games elsewhere. But I'm kind of curious, like, if the Wii U one still works. I can't, my Wii U doesn't work anymore. So uh, I, I just want to know. I would say that's probably still, I, I bet you that one's still live. It has to be. The Wii U. Yeah, now, now the yeah. Wii Shop channel did not offer retail games. It only did the downloadable and the the different services. So it wasn't that big of a loss unless you owned a bunch of things and you forgot to download them again. But I don't know. <laughs> Whoops. So that's it. Yeah. Did you boot up your Wii at all? No. I, I do have it sitting on, on my like console, like just as more of a museum piece. I really. I don't even have, I don't even know where the cords are to be honest with you. Like it sits there in the, fl- the like the plastic flap is kind of just always open. It's like the saddest little It's a great system. it's a great console. I mean it has the GameCube ports right up top. It's 
That's the only reason I still have it is if I ever wanted to play a GameCube, which I don't. So I, I, I don't know. I'll probably just get rid of it, but I keep it in the idea that like, oh, this is I want to have, you know, like a display yeah. of all the games. But really, I'll just get rid of it because I'm trying to get rid of more and more stuff, like minimize, get rid of stuff. And uh, and it'll probably just it'll probably just not make the cut. But, you know, I think people are still playing it and it's awesome because of the GameCube idea like you can just plug an old controller in and still play those yeah. games it's, it's a great console it's one of my one of my top consoles from nintendo i really think it was game changer but you know what time it is michael it is time for james montemagno's super smash bro ultimate of ultimate news update extravaganza <laughs> so much smash brothers so i got three articles for you i'm just gonna break them down real quick because they all tie up on top of each other first things first we were just playing on our stream and it is true Smash Bros. Ultimate 2.0.0 is out. It's available. Piranha Plant with PD Ultimate Smash is out. You can grab that. But that's not the only thing, Michael, because you can not only like fly around as a potted plant, but you can also get some new spirits. Uh, Partner Pikachu and Eevee are out. Dice Block, River Survival, and Golden Dash Mushroom. New spirits. I knew that you were clamoring oh, for some I'm new dying spirits. for more spirits. I've got thousands as it is collect them all you gotta literally collect them all now this was a free piranha plant if you bought it retail and cash it in or bought it digitally you got that for free now you can also buy piranha plant the very first game we played online it was three piranha plants versus pikachu there were some other small tweaks in this update global smash power adjustments there's some game balance adjustments and bug fixes and an interesting tweak that i thought which was pressing both jump buttons at the same time will now cause you to short hop. Hmm. Now, it's not all going smoothly. Apparently, there's some tweets coming out that with this update, it is corrupting some save files. And when you go into all-star mode, and perhaps even other people are saying that's trickling into other modes, your entire roster is swept away. Oh, <laughs> so all, all you see is the original and Piranha Plant. That did not happen to me. Did you happen to you? No. Yeah, not good. Now, I haven't heard any update from Nintendo at all, but if we do, we will report back. But may the force be with you and tweet at us at Dispatch Podcast if this did happen to you. So (laughs) uh, last one here, Michael Sakurai did a little interview talking about the online mode, victory rates, character usage. This seems as if this is the first time at least Nintendo is talking about the analytics that they're putting into their games. So to me, this is really um, interesting because Sakurai is just crazy about numbers and tweaking and making it the most perfect game ever created. And he got to share some very interesting stats. I'm not going to go into too many, but I picked out a few that I thought were pretty cool. When it comes to win ratios, he says every player has a win rate of about 40 to 54% online games. He said with a 45% plus win rate comprising of 90% of the total fighters. So you really want the 50% as if the fighters are winning and losing equally. So it's a perfect balance. So 40 to 54% seems great. More intriguing to me though, seems that the most used character, maybe Piranha Plant may come up soon, but is Cloud, very popular. Um, But in Elite Smash Mode, it's Ganondorf. Hmm. The win rate, though, of Ganondorf is at 47.9, which is a lower end uh, in that mode, he said. Hmm. So I don't know. I lose all the time, so I can't really. I'm probably not contributing to these stats, but he are making adjustments based off of this. Go read the article in the show notes. Uh, tons of nerdy, fun stats just in general. So good stuff. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, none of my I wonder how my Pikachu stacks up in that mix. But I like you am not adding to the win ratio. I'm just purely adding to the loss ratio for the most part. And now we're going to get into all the game news. we got a lot of little game news to go over. One of the big things I would say is kind of exciting to me anyway, but a new Dr. Mario game is coming out, but it'll be on your phone. So I don't know. Some people hate mobile games, but I think this could be a really good addition to mobile gaming. I think this could be a lot of fun, actually. So we will see that this this is going to be co-developed by both Nintendo and Line uh, with further assistance coming from NHN Entertainment. It will be worldwide release early summer 2019. 
apparently Nintendo is describing it as a puzzle title and it will be free to download with optional in-game purchases. I'm excited for this. We did a survey on Twitter and we got 40 people. 38 said they're excited. 62 said they are not excited, which that's, well, that's, that's not good. Um, and we actually had somebody that said, you know, there's other Nintendo games that are not even in their area yet. So it's hard to be excited about this one when we can't even get the old ones. And so I, I kind of agree with them on that. Nintendo, come on, get your stuff together. These should be for everyone. What do you think? I mean, I'm kind of excited. Nintendo making mobile games excites me, but I'm I'm one of those people. Yeah, more games the merrier if they're doing it right. I'm intrigued because it's called Dr. Mario World. So if it's just going to be a traditional puzzler Dr. Mario game, it's not my favorite two, you know, block type yeah. puzzle type game. Uh maybe a little you know mix around some other aspects to it. It would be cool if they did mobile crossplay because I don't really like touchscreen controls unless I don't like gaming on my mobile device. Let's just be honest about it. But I'm a little fearful because if I think about how I would play Tetris, I want the precision. I need the up, down, left, right. I need the AB buttons to rotate and fast drop and do things. You don't really get that tactile feedback on a mobile device. Again, this seems to be my issue in general. Dragalia mm-hmm. Lost worked well because you, you were swiping, but I don't want to swipe around on Dr. Mario. So that's my only concern, but... Nintendo does seem to be mastering the controls of these t- of these mobile games, so I shouldn't be that worried, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll find out. I'm I we've had this conversation before. Mobile gaming is I think has a huge potential, but nobody's in my opinion really nailing it. You know, you kind of get close, but I'm with you. I don't love the controls on a phone, blah blah blah. But if somebody's going to come up with a unique way to utilize the touchscreen and make a fun game, it's going to be Nintendo. So I'm excited that they're in this area. I'm excited that they're trying new things. And in a lot of the cases, their games are free. While I don't love the in-app purchases, I I think that people can get sort of comfortable with the game and then decide if they want to spend money on it, which is what I've done with Dragalia Lost, right? Like you can do the whole game for free. And then if you like it enough, you can throw some money at it. So I'm I'm excited for it. We'll see what happens early summer. It's, it's pretty close. We'll be able to find out. Now, we also got an update for Splatoon 2 version 4.4.0 is now out Uppercut. and it will uppercut it gives kelp dome a slight makeover and specifications for some of the main weapons special weapons and gear in the game have been changed there's a whole long list of like little tweaks and adjustments and and things we'd be we'd need a whole special episode to go over all the little stuff that they did so we will probably include a link in the show notes so you can go through that and take a look for yourself now i i have not played splatoon 2 in in a while i'm not gonna lie so i i I, this update doesn't really affect me but i know you're a huge fan of it so i am i haven't played this update at all it's really awesome that they continue to update this and there's been split fast i'm still into it i need to boot it up and get back into it at some point there's just literally five billion games that i need to play that's my problem so much stuff so much stuff to play now we did mention dragalia lost and it's funny because the listener that commented on our Twitter, we reached back out to him and said, well, you know, you did mention that the game isn't in the UK. Nintendo has come out saying it will be happening very soon. They still didn't give a date. So I don't know what soon is for them. I'm, I'm hoping within the next couple of months, people in the UK, Canada, and Australia will be seeing Dragalia Lost. Also in that um financial report nintendo goes back in and goes over all of the games that are supposed to be coming out and reconfirmed or updated the release dates so as we know metroid prime is never coming out metroid prime 4 has been pushed um yoshi's crafted world is going to be the 29th of march 2019 so that's very soon that's nice that's exciting Fire Emblem Three Houses is going to be spring 2019. Pokemon RPG for Nintendo Switch, which I'm very excited about, is late 20... Everything's 2019. Late 2019. Animal Crossing for Nintendo Switch is 2019. Luigi's Mansion 3, 2019. Uh, Damon X Machina Machina. I never say that right. 2019. Dragon Quest Builders 2, I'm also excited about. 2019. Marvel 
you get the you get the gist. It's all 2019. Bayonetta three to be announced. Metroid Prime four to be announced. This is a good lineup. I'm if I get these games, I'm, I'd be into that. I think Fire Emblem. I want that. The Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. I want that. Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Nintendo Switch exclusive. I want that. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm I don't mind this. The only thing my concern with the Metroid. The reason I'm concerned with that is I'm wondering if you say two years, maybe that that's fine. If it is pushed farther than that, three, four years, now we're getting to the end of the life cycle for the Switch, I think. And now you're going to run into the same situation where somebody's made like a, a game that is now kind of on its way out. And this is the, the the swan song is this game that and then people are wondering, well, why didn't it sell well? Because it was on your dying system. You you pushed it so far. So I'm, I'm curious to see if that ends up happening. I hope it comes out while the Switch is still doing really well so that it gets what it it's needs. It's going to be our Breath of the Wild, where it will it will ship on Ex- Switch and Switch 2. Multiple. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Well, we'll see at E3. You know, That's when all the stuff's going to happen. We can't really speculate too much. And I, I hate speculating stuff. It's all just going to come out at some point. So it's time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast. It's Michael's Fortnite Supply Drop Update. Hit me, bro. If anybody has been playing, they probably found posters in the game and saw a stage being built in Pleasant Park for a live event that happened. It happened on Saturday, the 2nd at 2 o'clock, and the EDM producer Christopher Marshmallow Cornstock actually did a 10 minute mini set live so what you had was 60 players across thousands of individual matches that they were streaming this concert to and it was fantastic it was the i I mean i don't i'm not a like a fan of the music necessarily and had no idea who the i didn't even know it was a real like person to be honest i was just like oh this is i had no idea so I jumped in. I wanted to see it. I, I always love these live events. Jumped in there, and it was just craziness. Like things were, like, th- like bouncy balls shot out of it, and people are hitting them up into the air. And all of a sudden, the stage like went anti gravity, so you're floating around. There was holograms that were like thirty feet up in the game. It was amazing. The stage is built, and it had like uh, screens, you know. So it was like a like at a concert, but that was showing video. It was this craziest experience in game that I've probably had ever. It was just such a weird, surreal experience. And I'm I'm excited to see more of this. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was while you were in the match, you couldn't kill anybody. There was no weapons. There was no anything. And if anything happened, maybe jumped off of something, um, you would just respawn. So everybody got to experience it, you know, because in the past they've had these live events and somebody would come through and just mow people down. And then they're booted to the lobby and miss the whole live event. So they were kind of like, Oh, come on. So this was a really, really interesting, fun thing to be a part of. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I was, I was blown away. I'm excited to see more of this. And it was even on his, uh, tour schedule. Yeah, that's cool. He even had it listed in the tour schedule. That's really cool. I happened to miss it, but I got to watch the video and then I got real excited cause I did an encore and I, I hopped on today mm. on Sunday and I was like, Oh, two o'clock it's going again. And then it said AM and, and I thought it was PM. So <laughs> yeah, well, I missed it. I see you missed it twice. But I, I missed it twice. So I watched the video, which was super cool. And it would have been cool to be there, but yeah, they'll do something again. I was really impressed because the building the stage, doing the thing. I do think it was a little awkward. Now I have gone to like a bass and actor concert, like one of these EDM DJ type things back in my younger, more vulnerable years. And Marshmallow is cool. He does a lot of compilations with people. I did like all the extra stuff. Like I went through and I, since I couldn't see him live, I got all the things. I got the marshmallow bat and the marshmallow mm-hmm. dance. And that was, that was pretty cool just to get some extra cool themed gear. And everyone's just running around with marshmallow bats now or hammers or whatever. And that was cool in general. But do you think it was a good live 10 minute set? Cause he was like, all right, I want to see everyone show your favorite dance. No, it's silly. It's it's totally silly. But the like, I I don't even. I I guess I'm not expect. It's a game. You know what I mean? Like I'm not expecting a real concert. Yeah. And that's a. I saw some people and they were just like, oh, I just wish I've been to his show and it just. 
no, no crap. You're sitting on Fortnite watching this dude like in a game. Like it's not the real thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's more about the idea that, you know, whether you like or hate Fortnite, whether you love PUBG, whether you love these other games, this is one of those things where it doesn't feel like it would fit in any other universe other than the one Epic has created. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it's madness. It makes no right? sense. Like, could you imagine jumping in on PUBG a realistic military or call of duty and everybody's just like whoop, whoop, whoop. like there's a lights going off and it would make no sense so in in fortnite it's just kind of like oh yeah that's the concert that makes sense crazy yep. concert. Yeah, let's do it. it makes total sense that that's happening i mean i'm running around with a pickaxe that's a frozen block with a fishtail hanging out of it so of course there's a concert at pleasant park it makes total sense to me and and i love that they created that world and that's not for everybody but I love the arcade, fun, zany aspect of it. And there's a lot of other realistic shooters that I like to play. This just isn't that. And I'm okay with that. I think they're going to do more of these little events, crossovers. T- to me, it's super fun uh, in general. I was I was joking with Heather about it a little bit. She's like, that's stupid. And then I was like, yeah, but there was all this stuff. And then she's like, oh, that's kind of cool. She's like, they, I was like, they were building the stage over the week. She's like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool, actually. And I go, and I go, yeah, I was like, he was live. And I'm assuming he was talking live. It was very weird and awkward, but they're gonna get this down. And I could definitely see mm. some some cool concerts coming out of it like this. I thought it was good. It was 10 minutes, which is the perfect amount of time for people to take a break. I'm sure that tons of people signed off, but also tons of people probably joined up just to see it again. And that doesn't mm. feel like, oh, they're we're gonna take an hour off of Fortnite. Like just everything would stop. That would feel too long. Like I, 10 minutes was fine. You know, I think if it was, if it was an hour, you'd have people stop playing, playing for that hour. Right. Last thing before we get onto the best sellers in the games, these brand new Pokemon dress shirts are launching in Japan. If you're in Japan, they're called Pokemon shirts presented by original stitch. These things are absolutely astonishing and amazing i love them they feature uh, 20 i think of the original pokemon so pikachu eevee bulbasaur magikarp jigglypuff my favorite really awesome designs i'm blown away by them and they're supposed to be made for professionals wearing these shirts or just anyone that loves pokemon uh they're really great they have pocket squares uh they, they have all sorts of great stuff I'm, I'm really kind of blown away by this and the designs aren't too over the top. Some of them are more full themed. Some are more just accents of them. If you're in Japan, you should totally just go buy one. If you want to send us one, I'll give you my PO box. Now they are about ten thousand <laughs> yen, ninety one dollars, which for a really nice dress shirt, that's high, but not completely unreasonable. Yeah, depending on the quality. I mean, I I, I would have a tar- tough time, you know, filling my whole, you know, like closet full of $91 shirts but you know if you have a couple really nice shirts for work and these are styled in a way where you could actually wear them out and put them with a nice tie and it and it's not over the top and it's a minimal design and I I, I like that about it I like people have to get close and then say is that is that Pokemon like you, they wouldn't know yeah. just by walking by you know I think that's really cool it's a good first good good first date shirt I think Oh, I like that. Yeah, you really get to know a person when you see them in that Pokemon shirt. I think so. I like that. Yeah. So that gets us then to the best sellers. And like we do every week, we run down the top 10. And then we also include the new releases that didn't quite hit the top 10, but they did make it into the top 30. So number one spot, and this is exciting to me because we were saying it was probably the top I think we said might make the top five war groove comes in at number one. Fantastic news. Now we did do another survey on our Twitter account and we asked, are you getting this? 4% said yes. 15% said yes. And that they already pre-purchased it. That was me. That was you. 19% said maybe. And 62% said nope, which I think is crazy it's crazy maybe they just don't like this type of game in my opinion fantastic game but we'll get into that number two super mario brothers u deluxe followed by super smash brothers ultimate stardew valley then jumpin joe and friends in the number six spot we have the binding of isaac 
then Minecraft, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, The Legend of Zelda, and rounding out the top 10 is Diablo 3. Now, the new releases that made it into the top 30, we have Downwell, which we talked about last week. I'm sure you are happy it made it that far up the list. Pikoniku, that's in the 24th spot. Dragon Marked for Death Frontline Fighters, interesting, made it into the 26th spot. And then Unruly Heroes made it into the 28th spot. Well, let's break down the new releases for this week. I always like to start off with the retail releases, what you can get in the store, which are also available as digital, sometimes for the same price, sometimes different. We'll point that out. Then we'll go into the digital downloads. The first one for February 5th is Riot Civil Unrest. This is a real-time Riot simulator. Nobody needs this in their life. It's from 2017. It has pretty mediocre reviews on Steam. $17 download, $30 retail. Skip this. Boom. Get out of here. Um, another point and click adventure from our good friends over at thq nordic another highly rated uh game the book of unwritten tales 2 you don't get to play the first one but you can play the second one this is a remaster of the 2015 uh game again from thq nordic it looks really good Uh, if you like point and click adventures which i do not like at all after i played the grim fandango and i was like i don't like this game i just don't like point and click adventures um that's just my that's my new thing in 2019. I don't like them. No point and click adventure. Over it. Nope. Don't want it. Also, Etrian Odyssey Nexus, the final entry on the 3DS. This is a 3DS game. Uh, this is a uh, dungeon crawler. This one has 19 playable cla- classes in the Etrian Odyssey universe. This is a phenomenal series on the 3DS. If you've uh, ever wanted a type of a dungeon crawler RPG type of adventure, this is from Sega and Atlas. Phenomenal series. Highly pick that up for 40 bones if you're still playing your 3DS. Then on February 8th, we have Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game to $60. Terrible. Eight players online. Uh, mentioned it earlier. The final one, the final game's coming out for the 3DS. Yokai Watch 3. If you love Yokai Watch, you got a third one. Boom. There's only one game this time instead of two games. 40 bones over in a 3DS. Bingo, bango. That's the retail, Michael. Beautiful. So now we're going to get into the digital downloads. On February 4th, we have Magic Nations for $3. On the 5th, we have Avenger Bird for $3 and The Path of Motus or Matis for $15. On February 7th, we have Away Journey to the Unexpected for $17, followed by Blaz Blue Central Fiction Special Bla- Edition. Blaze for $50. Blue. We've, we've talked about this game a thousand times, Michael. Blaze Blue. <laughs> I, I think Blaz Blue is better. Uh, then we have Defense Grid 2 for $18. Estaman, Estaman for $2. Evil Land Legendary Edition for $20. Magic Scroll Tactics for $12. Mercury Race for $8. Observe for $30. Percy's Predicament Deluxe for $6. Pocket Academy for 12, Pumped BMX Pro for 15, Reverie Sweet as Edition for $13, Sky Gamblers Afterburner for $20, Solstice Chronicles MIA for $15, The Stillness of the Wind for $13. On February 8th, we have 99 Moves for $3. Access Denied for $5, City of Brass for $20, Doom and Destiny for $12, Food Truck Tycoon for $5, Odalis The Dark Call for $12, Anakin Unstoppable Edition for $10, and Stunt Kite Party for $10. Woo, so many games. So let's go back. You could you wake up. We're going back to the oh, okay. top. What I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. You. Okay, uh, what a bunch of, what a bunch of poopers. Um, yeah, I knew honestly, mm. there's there's a lot of terrible in this one. I think the ones that Nintendo will will point out will probably be Blaze Blue. I think it's great that you know they're bringing more Blaze Blue. It's one of the most popular 2D fighting games. Does support online play. I, I think it's really great that we're getting that uh, as a as a downloadable title coming through. The games that looked interesting to me, uh, number one for me is the City of Brass. 
Now, this is a first-person mm-hmm. action adventure in set in the Arabian Nights uh, setting. And this is cool because it's from uh, the senior Bioshock developers. And I loved Bioshock back in the day, one of my favorite sort of action, first-person shooter type of games uh, that was out there. It was, blew my mind, the story behind all of it. Had friends that worked on that game. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, that one looks really good. It's $20. Uh, watched the trailer. I was like, wow, this game looks pretty good. Um, that one's cool for me. There's two other ones that stick out. The Odalus, the Dark Call, and Anakin, Unstoppable Edition. Weird names. But what's intriguing about them, if you watch the trailer, is one looks like a Castlevania game and one looks like a ninja guiding game. And these even have the filters and the 4 by 3 aspect ratio. Looks butter smooth, this retro style. To me, it's like a retro game done right in a way. Uh, and I think that they look really cool. I don't know if I'll pick one up, but I'm going to add them to my wish list just so they're on there so I can track them. Those are the those are the three that look pretty cool to me. What about you? Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm, I wasn't blown away with a lot of the stuff. Magic Nations is a card game for $3. I may try that. We'll see. We'll see. It's kind of like Hearthstone or Magic or Lightseekers. Uh, I kind of like that type of game, and I haven't found one that I really enjoy yet on the Switch. So for three bucks, I would... I'd give that a shot. Defense Grid, I've played this on my Xbox. I really enjoyed Defense Grid. I don't think it was Defense Grid 2 that I played, but it could have been. Um, it was fantastic. I only played it for a short while, but I really enjoy that. So 18 is a little high. If that goes on sale, which they always do, I would probably consider that one. And then Observe seems really interesting. It's a cyberpunk game set in Poland uh, in, 19, or in 2084. So it's got... Fairly decent reviews, but it's $30 right now with the current backlog that I have. It's not something where I need to pull the trigger on it, but I I think it looks pretty interesting. So that's it for me, really, though. I, there's not a whole lot on here that I, I'm that excited about. Yeah, I don't see any new downloadables. There seems to be a few from last week, but nothing for this week. So maybe it'll be once they come out, we'll get some some demos but I do wish that these games would put more demos out oh, and more ahead of time just because like, why not? Um, I know. So I agree. I just wish we'd get some more demos. I, and I keep going back to, I can't help but think that some of these, they're just scared because if people play them, they're, they're just not, they don't hold up, you know, but there's been other games that I've played a demo and I'm just like, this is a great game uh, forgotten. And I think it was, I played a few weeks back and it was beautiful. It's go, it's going to, I'm buying it because I got a chance to play the demo. Um, mm-hmm. Nine parchment I bought because I got to play the demo. So I do think that the, the risk is there's more reward if you put up a demo so people can try it out because I mean, what is it? 90% of these we've never even heard of before. How are we supposed to, based on a trailer and a couple of pictures, you know, we're going to make that judgment call. But I, I hope we see more of that. I really enjoy when they do that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? Oh, well, we've been playing the exact same games because we've been playing <laughs> the games together yes Michael, it's better together well it you want to talk about smash bros first and your pd piranha well, sorry piranha plan experience i keep calling pd but pd did come out in an ultimate smash which really blew my mind because i didn't watch that <laughs> are you still all in you still hate the smash bros i don't understand you michael get with the program uh great game I mean, we, greatest we, game ever made we did just play it a little bit before the stream started so we jumped on we thought we'd stream it a little bit i, I just you know I Piranha Plant came out and I think it's been out for what a week now, two weeks, maybe I I did. I just got it because I don't turn on smash. I I'm over it. I don't feel the need to play it. I'm not that into it. Uh, There's other games that I'm just enjoying. I genuinely enjoy more and I just don't get enjoyment out of playing smash. It's just not that fun. And I don't have enough invested to want to learn it better. I just don't care enough. I am back and forth. I want to play it more. I need to get more into it. I took the week off from bringing my Switch on the bus, uh, and that kind of set me back this week. So I really didn't play too many games besides what we played together. So that gave me some time 
Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to get back into Smash now that I have the update. I'm just going to give it a go. I, I I really do enjoy the game. I enjoy it more than you do. I believe it's one of the better Smash games. I just need to get into it more. I hopped on this multiplayer. And now that we understand the multiplayer works, I feel pretty good about it. But at the same time, I go, oh, I kind of forgot all my moves and I need to start yeah. over again. Where if I go into Fortnite, I can pretty much pick it up pretty quick. But uh, yeah, I, I think that I think it's great that we're going to see more stuff come to Smash and that it's selling so well. And I just wish that it was more of the era for me where I had Smash Nights and I had more things going on. But I do want to say I had that great airplane experience we talked about. And honestly, when we were just playing Smash online for the 15, 20 minutes, I had a lot of fun playing that because we had audio, we were on Discord, we were chatting, mm. uh, we were in the same, it, it felt cool. I, I don't know. And I was, you know, you'd get a smash or someone would hit you with the, the baseball bat. And I was like, ah, you know, just going crazy. I don't, I get that. I have that feeling and I do have it in Fortnite when we play online, but on Fortnite, we're trying to do other stuff. It's not that intense mm -hmm. gripping experience often. Sometimes it is. I got a, I was playing today and I was just adventuring to try to accomplish something. And I landed down in, I don't know, somewhere. And I was trying to get the the concert. Like, I'll just kind of play <laughs> around for a little bit. And of course, the concert wasn't going on. So I just started wandering. And I'm like, oh, all of a sudden, there's only three people left. And it was the everything was getting smaller and smaller until they where they put the center into the another area where it's in the. Oh, yeah. So that was the time. And and. I was, I was walking around. I was like, where is this person? Where is this person? I could not see them. The bubble was so small. And he, I don't know where this person dropped from, but he dropped down. And he was facing the other way. And I was just like, da, 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 da. And I was like, victory. <laughs> and I was like, well, I had literally 10% health left. And now that was, that was the Smash experience. But I think what's interesting about Smash compared to Fortnite is Fortnite, you only get to that gripping experience on rarer occasions when you're in an intense firefight or you're down to the last few, where with Smash, you almost always have that intense like oomph experience. Um, I I believe with Smash, you got to work. We got to work at it, and that's you know that's the the tricky part there and memorizing the controls and getting down. Where with Fortnite, I feel as if more people are more level ground across the board with more chance of a victory. Whereas the one Piranha Plant Sean that we were playing against kind of hit out for a bit you know he was playing the game rules i didn't like that yeah but mm -hmm. you know you can't do that in fortnite you can't just wait you can wait it out but then you got to be pretty good at shooting so you still you're gonna have to beat somebody eventually yeah you know you definitely got to win i mean to me at this point i look at i look at smash and there, it's weird i do get moments where i'm i'm kind of like okay I'm, I'm digging getting the different spirits or something but ultimately if i have to convince myself to play it I'm at a point right now with our games and what we do for the podcast and things like that. <clears throat> there's a lot of other stuff I could be playing that we can review. There's demos that I could be playing. And if I have to convince myself to play a game, that to me has now become like the red flag, right? Mm. Where it's kind of like, well, if you're if you're telling yourself, no, no, I'll get better at this or I'll, I'll, I'll put more time into this. Ah, maybe it's just not for me anymore. I, I really do feel like, you know, the, 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 this, the ship has sailed on this one because it was the same. I bought the one for the DS and I played it a couple of times too. And I just was kind of like, eh, I, I don't know. I'm not into it anymore, but that's, you know, it's cool. I think put the time in, get better with it, but there's just other stuff that I want to want to be playing. And I think that gets us to the next game that we did play together, which it probably didn't stream extremely well because it's kind of boring and strategy based, but war group yeah i i am just really loving this nice yeah i didn't get to play much more than a few of the early missions in the game and the intense two hour battle that you and i did we picked a little bit too big of a map i believe with too many different i, I think it was too now we know now we yeah, know now we know but it's super good i the the music is really well done the uh the it's spot on to advance wars graphic style the story so far seems pretty intriguing i'm enjoying upgrading uh my character and getting through the levels uh it just reminds me of advanced wars but done in a different you asked me how it compared 
Advance Wars is very military based. This is more of a Fire Emblem ish type of game where you have people with swords kind of night middle, you know, middle age era in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's very good. It's well put together. They did a phenomenal. It's the number one selling game in America around the world around the world. Online seems to stream. It seems to work perfect. Uh, besides, yeah. I thought we were going to have a co-op mode. Maybe it's just a two v one. We couldn't figure that out. But so far, for the price point, phenomenal game. Just really, I I think my hands-on impression is that if you like real-time strategy games that are turn-based, that's what this game is. It's turn-based real-time strategy which I love real-time strategy. Uh, Total Annihilation was one of my favorite games of all time. I love uh, StarCraft. I love all these RTS games. And when I played Advance Wars, it was the reason that I bought my Game Boy Advance. It's the reason that I got it back in the day. I remember I saw Advance Wars. I'm like, I need this game. It seems so cool. It blends the worlds of everything I love together. And I bought it, and I continued to buy all of them. That's why I got into Fire Emblem. That's why I got into this universe. And this was the first game coming to the Nintendo Switch that not only had that gameplay, but also had the polish. This game is highly, highly, this is a triple A polished indie title. And you don't see that level. We see it with Celeste. We see it with some of the other games that we've talked about on the podcast that have raised, ranked up. The Messenger, um, what's the other one that you you, uh, played? Hollow Knight, right? These games have great polish. They're well-executed. Chucklefish did a fantastic job with this game. Uh, I, I think it. I think it's great. I, I mean, I've played all these in the series. Is this sort of a new type of game for you? Uh, this is, yeah, I would say it's a new type of game for me. I haven't played those games that everybody says it's a throwback to. I'm, I generally really enjoy this style game. I like strategy games in general. So this was, this is a new but not nude you know what i mean like i it's it feels very familiar once i played a little bit more of it because you you when we did our match together you kind of already you went in because you're so familiar with those other games and it's so close to those it's kind of like oh yeah i can do this because you already knew in the other game that kind of work yeah. like that right and it was really interesting to kind of be like all right so i can do this and now oh that shows me my movement and that shows me my attack okay i got it, it it's very easy to pick the game up and learn the mechanics of it but then what you do with that is the the difficult part so as i've i've gotten a few more levels pat in into the the solo campaign it, it gets very, the dev, difficulty definitely ramps up. Like there's one in particular, I and it's not even it's early in the game. I cannot get three stars for some reason. I don't understand. Like things pop up, things happen, and it's just like you. you it's very difficult to to maneuver quick enough to get mm-hmm. your three star ranking. Overall, I'm loving it. I did unlock arcade mode, so I'm excited to try a new mode. And Chucklefish has already said that they'll be coming out with new DLC for this game. It's going to continue to be supported. They're watching people right now and seeing what how the online community is going. Um, and they, they want to introduce even ranked battles. So there's going to be a ranking system based on how well you're doing, which I think you and I said would be really kind of fun if they did have sort of these these where you're playing each other and you, you start creating like, oh, this person leveled up and now he gets to move up to this arena and challenge somebody else. There's an extensive and incredibly like intricate level builder built into this where you can add dialogue, you can add everything into this. You basically can build your own version of the game within the game that you buy for $20. You have, you have access to all the assets, you have access to the animations, everything, and you can put together your own levels and then post them online. And not only that, but there's cross-play. So I can create it on my Switch, post it online, and you on your computer could play me in a in a in a in a, um, a battle area that we just made up all our own rules and everything else and i think that's twenty dollars you know the value that they if this is a game that you like or style you're crazy not to pick this up it's it's so well done i'm really really enjoying it um absolutely worth worth the money yeah yeah, I, there you go. That, that's a glowing review. And the nice part here is that if you're not into that type of thing, you don't have to do it. You can reap the rewards of other creators out there. 
that's the type of player I am. I don't have time to sit down, be all super into the sure. into the builders, but I can reap the benefits of that aspect. So I'm super into it. I'm glad that you're liking it. I can't wait to destroy you more. The one downside. Well, you mean you mean destroy me first, period. Because last time I won, if if you remember, if people go back to the video, you, they'll see that I lured you in as planned from move one and decimated you from the seas. Okay. As I said I would do. That that's one way of looking at it. But uh sure. That's one interpretation of the results of the game. <laughs> that's my that's my interpretation of what actually happened. <laughs> the the one downside though that we did find during this is that once you start a battle, even online you can't pause it or you got to go through the whole thing. That's a long that was a long battle. So it was a long battle. Prepare if you're going to play online to sit down for an hour or two. Now, maybe the smaller maps are better. We should try that out and see how it goes and report back. Yeah. But yeah, that's going to do it, I think. Anything else from you on this uh, beautiful, beautiful Nintendo Dispatch podcast, Marshmallow Party, Dance Party, Extraordinary Adventure? No, that's fantastic. Another another one out of the park. Well, I want you to be happier. And I want to thank all of our listeners for uh, tuning in. We have had some really explosive growth over the last few months. Maybe a lot of new Switch owners over the holidays finding us. But more than anything, it's probably because you're just sharing it with your friends, your loved ones, dropping it into your Slack chat at work and that gaming channel, that Switch channel that I know you have. Uh, we really appreciate it in general. We are having a blast. We want to hear from our listeners. You can go to nintendodispatch.com, hit that contact button, send us an email. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, that's at Dispatch Podcast. You can join us during the live stream. We'll be tweeting that out when we go and do it. But just go to twitch.tv slash Dispatch. You can find all the stuff in the show notes below. And of course, if you really, really want to help the show, share it with a friend, write a review. We would appreciate it. But that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch. <laughs>